Marco Royce. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham. That's excellent. Jude Bellingham. This is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent. Rina. Brilliant from the American. Just like that. Not the best of clearances. Oh, what a volley! Matt Hummels! Went in for Holland! Like he's never been away! The man in front of goal who is simply deadly. Hey, welcome to the BVB podcast. My name's Jake. Uh, Carver's with me. How are you doing, man? Doing all right. Doing all right. I've had another very, very busy week, but happy to be here. How about yourself? How are you doing? Uh, doing all right. My vo- I could, like, as soon as I started talking, I couldn't, I don't know if my voice was going to crack or not, because I'm, like, fighting off a cold, slowly getting better, uh, which is why we, we might sound a little different, not because my voice is terrible, but uh, because we're, we're no, doing... That's definitely the, the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the, the show virtual today instead of uh, we took a step out, outside the studio. Well, it was more like I'm not stepping into a studio when I'm sick and not feeling good. So we are uh, recording from our little home studios. Um, thank you so much for listening and hanging with us. I meant to start off things with this, but I want to talk to Carver because it's been a while. So um, if this is your first time listening, you can uh, find us on whatever your preferred podcast source is, Spotify. If Spotify is working today, I guess it was down. Apparently there's rumors that the Russians are hacking Spotify and it's not working, but I think it's back up. Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Wherever you want to listen to podcasts, you can find us by searching the BVB pod. We're also on Twitter, Instagram at the BVB pod. You can email us at the, the BVB pod at gmail.com. And we're on YouTube too. We don't have a, I don't think we have enough subscribers yet to get an official like at or URL. So it's just whatever they assign. So, Hey, if you want to go subscribe on YouTube, search the BVB podcast, subscribe. And then, uh, that's, I'm only going to beg you to like help us get our numbers up so we can get an official URL, but Hey, maybe, maybe one day we'll get there. So with all that, uh, yeah, thank, thanks for hanging out with us, especially since there was no Dortmund game over the weekend, which we usually like to, uh, cover and I don't know, have a little therapy session, depending on how the game went. Um, but I mean, on that note, there are some updates. We'll talk about the women. We'll talk about the U19, um, game and their run in the Europa youth league. Uh, We'll get some squad updates, injuries, still a lot of news, a lot to talk about with Dortmund as always. But I guess question right off the bat, Carver, was this week and this weekend off, was it like a good thing? I mean, not for Mainz, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's kind of needed in some areas. We've had plenty of people out there due to injury and this is a good opportunity for them to get some much needed rest. And I think the vast majority of our injury list is due back mid-March. So if there's any time to have a weekend off, this is probably the time to do it. Again, it gives also uh, time for more people to also address things in training. I saw a tweet earlier today. I don't know how you know legit it was, but it said Marco Rosa pulled Malin and Holland aside after training, I think it was today or yesterday, and worked on some headers. So... Maybe Rosa's going to play wing for us. Who knows? <laughs> I did see that tweet too. And it's like, yeah, Rosa is crossing for the crossing for them. And they were working on headers. Like mm-hmm. I was believing it up until the moment that we're like, they were working on headers. I'm like, well, I'm, Holland's pretty good at headers. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, but that that don't is know. one of the things he said he wanted to work on preseason uh, a year ago is, is work on his heading ability. And I think it definitely could use some work. I mean, yeah. he's, he's getting a lot better, but you know, he's only 21 and 
I think he can become even more deadly in the air. Yeah. So yeah, if Rosa, I mean, we might need Rosa to jump on the wing at some point. Is that allowed? He, can the coach? <laughs> he loaned out Knauf just so he could play a wing for us. <laughs> we are going to talk about him because we had an, an update yeah. on him. Um, but I mean, with, with the week off and not, not just injuries, I think uh, it was such a like tough week dropping out of Europe. And then the draw against Augsburg was really disappointing. Um, so just as like a mental break and like a time for Rosa to kind of re and the team to regroup, pull things together. I don't know if this is what happened, but I hope they had some serious and tough conversations and, uh, just had a, a nice powwow of like, let's, Hey guys, let's, we got 10 games left. Let's get it together. Let's like finish strong. I know we got guys out, but like, let's, I, that's what I hope was said. Um, and they, they, something along those lines, but I don't know. I, I think it was a good time for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying for the last three months now, like, okay, this could be the pot or potential turning point of the season. And it turns out it's not. So, you know, we can only hope for the best and, um, just hope that they really are trying to, uh, make a true turning point because we only got a handful of games left. And even though we don't really have much to compete for, we still have a second place to continue to hold. So. Yeah, and uh, let's get started with the women who uh, I did post a tweet out because we didn't have a men's game to watch and the women have been flying. It's like you, we still had a chance to watch some good some some good Dortmund football over the weekend with the women uh, who are in the Kreisliga A, I believe is what it's called. And quick heads up, if you haven't hung out or listened to us before and you are interested, well, we're going to talk about the women. So I'm just going to tell you to go back and listen to our last episode anyways. Uh, we got to hang out with... Adam Jaroski, who is just like an expert. I mean, he's he's kind of like a stats expert for Dortmund, but specifically the Dortmund women. He has an awesome website we've talked about multiple times to help you keep track of the women team with uh, uh, the, their full schedule, how like the stats from the whole season, individual players, uh, links to watch the game, which uh, it's just kind of crazy that we're able to watch them when they're in like such a low, <laughs> I think you said seventh tier, seventh tier German women's football. Cause they're, they're starting incredible. from the bottom, uh, which was yeah. such a cool thing to hear too. I didn't realize like they had that option um, to either like buy the license to be a team in the top division or like, no, let's start mm -hmm. from scratch. Let's, so it's really cool that uh, that's what the fans and supporters voted for. And that's what like they, they went with like really cool. So go back and listen to that episode with him. If you want to just skip ahead to the, the, where we uh, get admin ch to chime in and give us the rundown about everything Dortmund women's team comes in right about the 40th minute mark. So go check that out. Um, but yeah, they played over the weekend, one six zero. continue their, their season where they're just flying. Uh, Carver, do you want to get in some specifics from it? Yeah. So I know that Adam mentioned last week that uh, they took the, um, there was a break in the women's league and they came back out on March 5th and had a game um now i'm escaping who they played let me go back and check that's right bvb brambawa and uh sorry if i got too close to the mic there oh, i appreciate <laughs> that you actually like just went for it i was just gonna say they played i wasn't gonna try to <laughs> yeah bv brambawa and they won six nil so again has not conceded a single goal all season um had a handful of players that uh our usual scores i know adam mentioned vanessa heim She's one of our kind of veterans uh, or veteran strikers on the team, and she netted two. So I think that's our 11th goal of the season. So, yeah, again, the women continue to fly, and um, it's going to be cool to see them progress over this next decade or so. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting to watch them over the next few years. Um, and they have been playing. Uh, Adam mentioned that they, like in the offseason, 
or like middle of the season break, they were playing some um, like upper division teams and still like holding their own, like doing really well. Yeah. I think they lost one. He mentioned like they lost one game, but still like playing a few divisions up and uh, still doing really well. And of course they're going to build out the team as they continue to go up. So it's just going to continue to grow and it'd be really cool. And we will link everything to Adam. He's at foosball tweet on Twitter, but we'll put his website and his Twitter. So you can follow along if you want to know more about the women. Um, so coming off the last week, I mean, obviously we talked about the disappointment going out of Europe and losing to Augsburg and people kind of writing everything off like, oh, the season's over. But then we're like, what do we have to be excited about with Dortmund? Like there's nothing to look forward to. The Dortmund U19 team is out here like flying and keeping us alive in it. I just was going through Twitter and like when they were playing their last game, they played Man United who are the favorites to win the UEFA, uh, UEFA, UEFA. Yeah youth league, which is hard to say. Um, and just, it, it's like everyone just turned into a straight up Dortmund U19 fan. It's like, who's the first team when we have the U19s to cheer for? So, <laughs> and it was, uh, I mean, a super exciting game. Um, and we, we, yeah, it seems like we have an awesome up and, I mean, there's a lot of great up and comers in that, uh, in that team. Who knows who's going to make it, who knows who's going to push through, but it looks like there's one in particular where people are really excited for him to maybe make a push for the first team next season. Yeah, so I think we we are now in the quarterfinals for the youth or U nineteen team. I think it's like the first time ever they've made it this far, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's incredible. And I've said before, and uh, maybe three or four episodes back, that we have a very solid Borussia Dortmund two team and a Borussia Dortmund U nineteen team, which is hilarious. That like we have you know several different teams for the men, but. Um, it, you know, it gives you something to be a little bit more excited for coming into the future as we have talent uh, coming through the ranks. And like you mentioned already, one player that's been making a lot of head no- headlines lately, especially from the last game, was uh, Jamie Bino Gittens. He scored the brace in this last game against United, but he's also been uh, pretty impressive all around this whole season from the U19 team. Um, came from Manchester City and Already people are throwing the name Sancho around to compare him, you know, constantly, which you obviously don't want to put that kind of pressure on him. But that seems like the way it always goes with us and our young wingers, you know, be it Dembele, Pulisic, uh, Sancho, and now uh, arguably uh, Bino Gittins. So um, it'll be cool to see, you know, if he it comes up to the senior squad in the coming months. I was going to mention him later with the whole uh, the rest of the squad update, but we've been saying this whole season that we're desperate for wingers and here we have, you know, a quality young talent who's um, a proven goal scorer and looks like he can, I can offer a lot to our squad. Yeah. And I, I know that um, there's obviously a big leap playing U19 mm-hmm. to U23 to the first team. Cause you're, yeah. it's way different when, I mean, it's one thing to be the best kid out there but that's the thing like you're playing against kids and it's way different when you you're out there playing against men in a defensive line if you're an attacker yeah. like it's just completely different but it would be nice to see especially with with all the injuries we've had all season it'd be nice to see uh some some of these young talent like come up i mean we've, we've seen T- tegas plays for the u23 so does makoko yeah. um and i mean you could argue have they really like hit it in the first team, yes and no. I mean, you, yeah. you could argue. They've it. had their moments for yeah, sure. Yeah, they've had their moments. But it'd be nice to see maybe some of these other guys get a chance this season. Mm-hmm. Um, just with 
how short we, we seem to be like our depth and you, you don't, you don't know. Um, I guess, the, and they're the managers and coaches. So maybe he has training with the first team and maybe they don't think he's quite ready yet, but it'd just be nice to see. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. There are already a handful of players from our, um, or not players, excuse me, handful of staff members from the club have rated him pretty highly. Sebastian Kale uh, had a quote the other day, Jamie's development has been really good. And of course he plays a role in our first, He, of course he plays a role in our first team plans for next season. Excuse me. Um, he told Kicker a few days ago. And also Borussia Dortmund, director of youth performance, uh, Lars Ricken revealed last week uh, a quote, to compete in a high profi- profile competition, you need players of his quality. We know Marco Rosa has him on his radar, and I don't expect him to play for the U19s next year. So already we had a handful of people again from our club rating him pretty highly and saying he's not going to be spending too much time or too much more time in our youth team. Again, he's going to provide a lot of help in some areas that we desperately need. The biggest one being we don't have much of width at all on our team. And the fact that, you know, Marco Rosa, we know he doesn't fancy many wingers and he's actually looking at this U19 player and um, has plans for him already next year. It goes to show you that, you know, we're going to be bringing in some quality coming in the summer. Yeah. Um, and I mean, on that note, we'll jump right into kind of the squad update. Cause speaking of, of guys who could be, who could have next season. I mean, that's what it, it seems like we're looking at mm-hmm. um, now. Cause it's like, where's this season going? But looking at next yeah. season and we have, uh, I don't know, I'm going to pronounce his name terribly wrong, but Nof. Angsgar Kanalf. Kanalf. Kanalf, who is yeah. out on loan. He just went on loan. Did he, where did he go to? Liver, he, he went to Frankfurt. Frankfurt. It's the black and the red, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Frankfurt, and uh, I mean, he just had, I'll let you jump in about him because you had the stats on uh, his most recent uh, outings with them. Yeah, so he's been getting some pretty decent minutes with them, which is whenever he left on loan, that was the biggest concern for a lot of our fan bases. Like, is he going to get minutes? Because I think he arguably deserved even more with us. So if he's going to go to like, you know, not necessarily a step down, but um, a team that is, might be a little less equality, hopefully he gets the minutes that he deserves. And it looks like he's starting to finally get a lot of those on the pitch. And recently, whenever Frankfurt played Hertha the other day, Kanoff obviously scored, um, bagged a goal. He bagged the first goal for Frankfurt and then set up the second one. But not just those, he also completed the most dribbles. He had the most tackles, won the most duels, and was the most fouled. And, you know, going back to most tackles, it's pretty, you know, incredible for him just being a right winger. Yep. So, I mean, we've known in the past he has his lightning pace and uh, obviously great skill in the ball for being the age that he is. But the man also has an incredible work rate, and he's always ready to lay it all on the field. And um, also a quality I didn't know he had is his aerial threat. I mean, my God, he, I don't know if you saw the goal that he, or he had, but it was a brilliant header against uh, Herza. And, you know, he's, he's a pretty small dude. So for the fact that he was able to get in Herta's box and um, get that high with this header and produce that great of a goal, I'm, just, I'm excited to see what he can do next for Frankfurt and us. Yeah, it'd be nice to see. I mean, depending on who we bring in throughout the summer, it's like if we if we need him and if this is a good run for him, that's exactly what you want when you loan guys out like that. It's like you want them to go somewhere and slot straight in somewhere else and just get that experience, especially within the league. Um, 
said that they're ready. They're ready to come back and, and kick on for us. And kind of on that note too, there's uh, rumors about Makoko looking to leave um, and whether Dortmund's trying to extend his contract, but he wants first team playing time. And, and that's something we talked about in the last episode a lot. It's like, does he, does he need to be starting, especially with our injuries mm-hmm. and, I'm kind of like, he's not ready yet, but if he, it looks like if Dortmund are going to let him go, it might be alone, which I'm would think would be great. Like that send him yeah. somewhere where he can be play every game and get some time and, and get some real experience. Cause that's what he needs. It's like, I, I don't think he's ready to start for us and jump right in, but he definitely needs game time to really build and grow. Yeah, well, I want to say real quick that that's that source that came out that said Mukoko is possibly looking to leave potentially on loan. That came from Bild, so take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> most people know that that uh, source isn't really the most reliable when it comes to things like yeah. this. But it it is something for that you should be thinking of if you are Borussia Dortmund is the future of Mukoko. You know, I mean, we've been um, following him for. I mean, man, people have been following him since he was like. 12 or 13, I want to say, uh, even probably before that. So this looked like a long-term investment. And I don't think the club is going to be that stupid enough to let a talent like him go at this level or at this uh, time, at least obviously on a permanent deal. Um, And I was also surprised to see his contract expires, not this year, but in 2023. Um, And so that means he only signed a three-year contract when he first uh, was promoted to the youth or to the senior squad, which is a little surprising for me. I feel like if I were Bruce Dortmund, I would have done at least a four year deal. So I wouldn't have to run into this problem so early on this, you know, in a short amount of time coming up. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I hope we personally keep him. I think he deserves more minutes at our level. I think he's more than capable of adapting to this level. It's just a matter of, you know, he's only just turned 17. Um, but I, f- I feel like if we don't really have the faith in him now and we send him out alone and he doesn't like perform that well, depending on where he goes, that's a real concern um, because I feel like we could potentially let him go in that sense after another year. Or we did that with uh, Alexander Isak. I was a, you know, I've been saying to this day that I think it's kind of a mistake that we let him go so early. And, you know, some people are like, we wasn't really producing that many goals. It's the dude was 17 when we had him. And I think we maybe gave him one year and they immediately loaned him out and then eventually sold him. And I just don't want us to do that same thing with Makoko, you know? I mean, yeah. being a striker it's and scoring goals, it's um, obviously harder than you expect. And when you're at that age, it's hard to build that consistency. Do you know if there's any rule or the rules, I guess, for loaning people out and like their age? Like, is there an age restriction? Because I know... I mean, I think I think you have to be at least 16 because that's whenever you can be promoted to a senior squad in Europe or at least in uh, world football. So, but I don't think you can loan out youth players. I could be wrong because I I know specifically for like Premier League, like there's a rule where like they have to be a certain age to loan them out. If, even if they're playing for your first team, like you can't loan them out unless it might be 18. I don't know if anyone if know anyone that. knows the rule um, specifically. That might be a thing where maybe he's too young to. For us to loan him out, I don't know. Um, and if someone knows, please let us know at the BVB Pod on Twitter. Um, I might be making that up, but I, I think it's a, th- I think it's a thing somewhere. Um, yeah. But yeah, who knows? I, yeah, it, it'd be nice to see him get some game time. I just don't think he's quite ready yet. But yeah. next year, I agree. next year, disagree. But I, but I understand. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see where he no, ends I, up. I, he's ready for game time. I don't think he's ready to be a starter for us. Is what I'm saying. 
Well, yeah, well, I already mentioned this other week, but I think if you just gradually give him more and more minutes, I feel like that's kind of what's been happening in the recent weeks. You know, he's not getting like five yeah. and 10 minutes. He's starting to get like 15, maybe 20. I think that's the way to go for the yeah. rest of the season. And then he becomes a starter in the, in the fall. But I don't think it's the smartest move to loan him out right now. No, I'm I'm good with him getting minutes. I'm not I'm not fighting you, Carver. I'm fighting the people on Twitter who are like, start him, start him now, and then he he's injured. anyways he's injured. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, of, I for, yeah, I forgot another inj- update on him is he's is he's not going to be uh, back in training until later this month, which is yeah. just we were already going to go into um, the other problems with other players in the squad, but just it the injury list continues. It doesn't end. <laughs> That's the best part. Do, do you want to jump in injuries? I mean, obviously we have uh, the the normal the normal guys who have been out. Akanji just started training. Yeah, uh, he's back. He's back in training. I think he'll be ready to go against Bielefeld. Um, you know, he looked like he was in full training today, and they, if he has like, you know, close to half another week, we can at least see him. I would imagine as a sub. Yeah, and then uh, the big news we found out today: uh, Guerrero and Hummels both tested positive for COVID. So, yay. Uh, great. Um, but, so, I'm not saying this is a good thing. It's not a good thing. It's a terrible thing. But I saw reports maybe Bielefeld is having, like, had a COVID outbreak too. So, there's a chance that this next game is going to get canceled. Not that I want that to happen, but yeah. on a po- the positive spin, it's like it's more time for us to get guys healthy. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I hope it doesn't happen either. But I can I can see your logic in it being like almost a there can be definitely some big positives in that. Well, especially if you look at the, the um, back line with who mm-hmm. we might play this weekend, because I think Akanji's still a mystery. If he just started today, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a possibility that he starts. At, Hummels is out with Guerrero's out with COVID. So you're looking at Chan. Uh, Pongracic, Schultz, Munier's injured, obviously. Moray's injured. Oh man, so Wait, yeah, Wolf at Oh, that's, oh, that's a, yeah, Wolf. <laughs> that's a terrifying. I don't want anyone four. to get sick and get COVID, but if we can maybe not play this weekend, that might be good. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. geez, oh man. Yeah. Uh, as far as other injuries, um, I, I think Royce is back, if I'm not wrong, or at the very least, he should be back as on the in the squad for this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, um, if if Holland, I know we've been hearing rumors about Holland forever, but if he's like training and jumping and taking crosses, like, I mean, he might be ready to go. So maybe we'll have him. Yeah. At, at Holland's up. Yeah, it's it's up there for him. I haven't really heard much either on Reyna. I think he's going to be at least another two or three weeks, but. Um. Yeah, I think I think when it comes to people like being ready for this week, and I would argue, depending on how these next few days goes, we we do record early in the week. I would argue we we would have at least in the squad Holland, Royce, Akanji. I think that was it. If I'm not wrong, that that were injured and could mm-hmm. potentially be coming back. Yeah. Do you want to jump into some Twitter questions? Sure. Some fun stuff going. Okay, so um, I put out uh, not only Twitter questions, but I asked a couple of questions on Twitter. I said, what, what do you want to see in these last 10 games? 
Um, and what player positions do you want to see signed? Which were we? I mean, we've got into a little bit uh, before. We'll we'll get into that a little bit. Then I just asked for any any Twitter questions. Uh, this one's from Ben House. He said, "I'm interested to see what the play is with the signing of a new striker, whether it's Adeyemi, Werner, or we target someone else. It would be nice to see the club mean business and spend more than thirty million this summer. So I'll spin that into a question. Do you think we're going to spend more than thirty million? And on one player? Not, I, I don't think he means on one player. I think it just means in, in general. Like, how do you oh, th- yeah. see this summer going? Do you th- see a spending? I, I, yeah, I can imagine we'll, Rosa will have a budget between like, there's no way he gives, they give him less than 40, um, or they, the, the board spends less than 40, at least. I would argue like between 40 and 65, nothing too incredibly huge, but, I mean, with given we didn't, we haven't really had much business in the last year or so. That's major, and the and the uh, overhaul that the squad needs is major. I could, I would imagine the board being smart here and trying to invest. You already have a statement signing like Sula as well, you know. Yeah, and we talked about it before. How um, I mean, last summer we didn't do anything. Like we brought Rosa in, but he kind of just inherited this team and didn't have any real say of like bringing people in or anything. Um, yeah, so yeah. like he needs to start building his team. Him. Yeah, ma, ma, yeah, but I mean, we talked about like how do you affect that starting, ha, bring anyone in to really make an impact on the starting eleven, and Cobal, and Cobal. <laughs> okay, I think, okay, yeah, yeah. I, think was, I think that was a club signing rather than a Rosa signing. Yeah, yeah. but Cobal was huge. Yes, I'm I not. Mean, I I love Cobal. I'm not downplaying him at all. But but, but essentially, like. Rosa needs to build his teams, like get the player. I think yeah. that's when it comes to all the transfer stuff, um, we might, we'll get into a little more, but like, I don't have a lot of specifics. I'm more like, who does Rosa want? Like, who does he want? And how does he want to build this team out? Let him, let him do it. That's how I feel at least. <laughs> yeah. It, he's got some big decisions to make him and the board this summer. You know, it's, it's a tough one because the market Obviously, teams cannot spend as much as they want to. In um, the last two years, they don't really have much of the finances for it. And on top of that, I mean, you look at available strikers coming up in the next six months, just like strikers that are at least realistic um, to come to Dortmund. There's really not a lot. I mean, pure strikers, at least. And and this is, I would think, that's something we want to target, not just another center forward, um, at least, that isn't that proven. And you look at players like Adeyemi. I, I saw the rumors of stalled and Salzburg have an asking price of 40. And I don't think we're really willing to meet that yet. And I, I don't, I go back and forth with Adeyemi it is not necessarily a striker or a winger. He's just kind of both. And we already have that in Malin. And I, I would hate to overspend on another player like that. And that kind of also just be the same situation. And then with Werner, I mean, anyone who's watched the Premier League in the last two years and seen he's just not an intelligent player. He bagged close to 30 goals in the Bundesliga. I'll I'll, I'll give him that. He was an incredible striker in Germany. But when he stepped up to that next level in the Premier League and you're playing against, you know, teams that aren't um, like half of the people in the Bundesliga, you have, you know, the Premier League, everyone knows about the quality of the teams in there. And the man just... I mean, he just cannot keep up. It looks, it looks like at least mentally. He just he has these mental lapses where he's constantly offside and he's not making that many great runs. 
And he's not really making the best, best decisions either when he does eventually get the ball. So I'm not really too keen on him either. All right, all right. I was interested in uh, your thoughts on Werner because I lately, maybe it's because I watched your FA Cup game. Granted, it was against like a championship side and uh, he, he like scored one, got a, an assist. And I was like, you know what, Werner, I don't hate the idea of Werner because mm-hmm. I know he hasn't, he hasn't taken off at Chelsea. And I'm like, maybe it's a system thing or maybe it's uh, just how he's, maybe it's a system thing. Maybe it's the position he's being put in. And I'm like, he, he's and, and the competition at Chelsea competition. as well. You, know, you, look, you look that attacking line in Chelsea and there's like seven players deep of really good players. Yeah. I don't think his confidence is high, but no. he's Bundesliga proven. So maybe if he drops, if he comes back to the Bundesliga, mm-hmm. then maybe he'd, he'd get some confidence and he'd just, I don't know, feel more comfortable. And maybe that's, that's his level. And I don't know, maybe I don't, I don't hate the idea, but also, I mean, I don't know how progressed that is either. I haven't seen a lot of really promising news with that. It's just kind of rumors. Yeah. Yeah. Who who knows? And uh, I really don't know how he would perform with us. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm very indifferent about it. Okay. We're going to get into a couple more Twitter questions and I'm going to throw these two out there. Uh, it's from John H big John in Buffalo. He said, I want to see for the last 10 games, seven wins, one draw, two losses. I would like to see 10 wins. We'll see. Uh, with, uh, and with all the speculation on a supposed rebuild, how much change do you expect from kale in the first transfer window, which we kind of talked about that. Um, and then I was also wanting to, uh, Along those lines, transfers, because this is just all going to lead into transfers. We are already talking about them already. Uh, you got a message from at Glasgow Brucin, which is our, our friend Anson over in Glasgow, who uh, did an episode previewed Rangers with us a couple weeks back. And uh, so his message, he had some specifics too. And I think we're pretty aligned on some of these. Uh, I, fr- I lost my page. Where's my page? There it is. Okay. He said, for the r- remaining games, I'd like to see better defensive performance as a unit. Please. Yes, please. Um, and then the main for me is obviously to consolidate second place. Hang on to that. Um, and he also said, as far as players, with so many players rumored to be leaving, I think it's essential to buy a right back, possibly uh, from Pong, who we've been linked with a little bit. Uh, another center back, he said Schlotterbeck. A midfield hard man, uh, at least one striker or two if Holland leaves. And he said, uh, oh man, I'm going to mess up this name. We try. I practiced this name beforehand. I'm going to message it up. So I'm just going to let you say it, Carver. Oh, it's not like I'll nail it either, but I believe it's Kletzic. Kletzic. He's the striker for Stuttgart. Okay. Six foot seven. Um, hasn't played much this season, but he bagged, I think it was like 15 or so goals last season. And um, he he's looking like a proven goal scorer. And obviously he would uh, be pretty similar to Holland in that sense where he's got the physical presence, obviously. I mean, I'll take he's him. He's taller than Vagholst. <laughs> and he also said maybe we should get another winger. Oh, uh, who can yeah. play either side, which, which we've talked about too. So on that note, I mean, transfers, we talk about it every week and every time I say, I don't like talking about transfers this far out. Cause I don't want to get my hopes up, have them be ripped away. We got people tweeting about Adi Yemi, uh, and slaughter back when they're playing for their respective clubs. Like they're already Dortmund players, but let's say it again. Yeah. We saw what happened with Zacharias. I just don't want to get my hopes up. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he nailed that, that whole quote and everything from us, you know, playing better as a defensive unit for the rest of the season and uh, locking down second place. Um, 
Frimpong's a good shout. Um, there was uh, another, obviously, the other right back that we're linked to heavily is the IEX right back, uh, Mazrawi, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And But if I were to rank priorities um, for filling holes in the squad, I would go... I'd go center back again, even though we already have Sule. Schlotterbeck needs to be number one, in my opinion. Him and Sule forming that partnership, if Akanji leaves, I think is going to be really, um, a really solid pairing in Europe. Arguably one of the best. Not and the, the best, but one of the best. I think the fact that we're playing um, right now, like we, we've played Chan so much and Vitzel at yeah. center back. Like it just shows how like just how we need more. And there's a chance that Kanji might leave. Zagadu might leave. Uh, Pongratch yeah, might not might stick leave. around. Like we're losing so Pongratch many. Probably not Stan. Hummels is very old. Yeah. You know, the we, whole, just, it continues to, uh, continues to grow. Yeah. We so need a center back. Restock. And then after that, I'd go also another box to box midfielder. Um, and my Chan is, has been playing pretty well in recent weeks, but, um, I think we need another, at least one more player in that role. Someone like a Thomas Delaney would be great. But um, yeah, we had to move on without him. And we just need another player that's going to provide some real stability, some strength and composure on the ball. Witzel used to be that player, but he's obviously not anymore. And after that, you just have Chan, who you know tends to fluctuate between playing in the, uh, the number six and also pretty much anywhere in the back four. So again, Schlotterbeck. Uh, box to box midfielder, and then yeah, then you go up top of or having the right back and uh, up top of the win- wingers and possibly a striker. Um, we're not really linked to him, but just someone that I would personally have for a shout is Charles de Ketelaire. He's plays for Bruga or Club Bruges, and um, he also plays for Belgium. I think he had a few minutes in the Euros, if I'm not wrong. Um, but he, I know people online might be thinking already, like he's not an actual striker. He's just another player that can play anywhere in that front three, which fair enough. But again, I, I'm struggling to find an actual striker that's a proven goal scorer, an actual striker, and realistically can come to Dortmund in the next six or so months. So I think he could be a very good asset to our team. Um, pretty much any area of the pitch you could pick, you could um, look at for Ketelaer, and he fills those areas. He's a solid dribbler great passer he's got a handful of assists this week or this season as well so um him or i guess yeah you could continue looking at Adeyemi and um as well as promote a few of our youth players i know i already mentioned jamie bino gittens i think he'd be a great asset to play on the wing next season as well as uh Adule kamara um and kulabali as well we haven't seen them play at all for the senior squad and i think um, this fall would be a good time to kind of ease them in. Yeah. Um, so we had another, Oh, quick shout out to Jordan at hunts underscore 1909 also asked strikers, similar thing. Like he asked a similar yeah. question. Who do you want to see uh, hauling going in the summer? Um, but I, I like this question a lot cause um, I don't have an answer for it. So I'm curious what you think. Uh, Ryan guy, our, our guy 12 said, which player should be the nucleus of the team going forward? Um, Jude Billingham. Okay. I, I'm glad you said that because I have a little counter argument and okay. I, cause I, I'll say nucleus I, I, leadership group or like basically captain who's going to be the captain. Um, cause I guess you could argue maybe, maybe Royce passes it on. 
next season. Uh, I don't know who, who would step in and take it. I know a lot of people are calling for Bellingham to be like captain and like our future captain future, possibly next season. No, I don't think anything was way too young. Obviously it'd be. The- yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair. It, it, I would, I know Royce has one year left on his contract, so I imagine he'll probably, he'll be captain for one more year after yeah. that. I don't, I don't think it's too crazy to give it to Jude. I, I know also Akanji was, I know people saw or said online that he was probably going to be next in line, but now, you know, given the uncertainty of his future, probably not Akanji. I don't know. It depends if, you know, he wants to sign another deal. Um, and then obviously people are saying Hummels, of course, but I don't know how much he's going to be playing. You know, the man's 33 now and he's showing, you know, some sharp decline in some areas. So I don't know if, and also depending on what center back we sign, I don't know how much field or pitch time on the pitch he's going to get. Yeah. What, what is, uh, Bellingham's, when does his contract run through? Do you know? Uh, he's 2026. 20, okay. Okay. Wow. Or okay, so he's got some 2025, maybe. I don't want to be a pessimist, but I mm-hmm. just don't know how long he's going to be around. He'll, he'll be at least another two years. He's not, two. he's not leaving this summer and he's not leaving probably next summer either. I just, I'm just worried and I see cause he's so young and he's just proven like how, how good he can be. And, uh, even in like big games, like champions league and everything. Um, like I just, I just see people come, coming in for him. Do you know, if, does he have a release clause? Do you know what his release clause he, is? So I just looked up. It is 2025 is whenever his contract ends. Um, there is no release clause. So, and you know, I, I guarantee we're not going to let him go for, at least under a hundred. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just concerned that people are going to come for him pretty soon and that he might not be around much longer. And then on, on the captaincy thing, there's one, I know we talked about him yelling at Schultz before and people yeah. got some mixed feelings about it. I think, I mean, obviously he's just so young and I'm like that. That's not, you don't want to see your captain doing something like that. And I get yeah, it. No, I, and part I, of me is like, yeah, yell at all of them. Cause if you're the only one who's, caring and showing passion and, and trying, but uh, we talked about it. I don't think that was the correct response. And especially from like a captain's perspective. Um, I don't know. I, so I just yeah. don't know. I, a captain, I, I feel like should be a little older um, than even if it was him next year. I don't think it's going to be him next year, but yeah. I agree. It, it'll be interesting to see um, who the band gets passed down to. Uh, I, I do have a prediction. This is just, just my general thoughts. So I think if there's a club in Europe that is just drooling for a player like Jude Bellingham is Manchester United. And that is also a club that has infinite funds, it seems like. And also a club that seems to overspend in pretty much every signing that they make. So I can imagine Bellingham staying till like 2024 and then United buying him for like if he continue, if his stock continues to rise at the level that it's rising right now, it, yeah. it's got to be at least like 120 million, yeah. at least. I think it's pretty. There's no, there's no way it goes under that. So yeah, I think it's the thing about him and just like the position he plays, like that box to box. I, I could be wrong, but it seems rare to me to find like someone so young who plays that position so well. It seems like maybe you'll see the like. Uh, younger talents like as attackers or wingers or forwards or something like that. But the, cause you, it's such a physically demanding uh, yeah. position. And it's like the fact that he's been doing it well. So young is like incredible. 
Yeah. And again, that's something that United desperately need. They've had the partnership of uh, Fred and McTominay, almost the new Chuckle Brothers for them <laughs> for, I don't know, years now. I mean, since Mourinho, if I'm not wrong. Um, so and they don't, and there's no one, in my opinion, that is going to even reach that level that Jude will reach. Um, so that's, that's someone I can imagine going for uh, Jude in the next few years. But I, I would imagine he stays at least another season and a half, two, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, if we can keep him as long as possible, that'd be great. I'm just Yeah, no, so I, I'd, love, I'd love to see him um, <clears throat> sign a whole other one even after a few years. That, that could be a player I can imagine us building around for the next five or six years, personally. I, I think we need to see some growth. That, like, we, we need to see a direction. Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. this season has not been... I don't think this season's been good for him <laughs> as far as, like him being satisfied and happy at Dortmund almost. And you see it in that, that lashing out at Schultz and like just his frustrations we've talked about before. It's like, you, you can't blame him. Like when things are just like falling apart and it's like, what, what's this team even doing? So yeah, we really need to, you just got to get it. Like we got to get it get together. I mean, just you to be a successful confident. Yeah. You know? and you, Holland uh, doesn't have that confidence and you know, we could go on about him, but um Jude looks like he still wants to be here and improve everyone. And you got to give him that same backing as a club. You got to show him that this is a team that's going to build around you. And we're going to promise you that we can compete and um, continue to make statements. Yeah. On the Holland thing real quick. I don't want to get in too much. I know everyone's like, everyone is so like rid of him already, which I think is so BS. You think so? I, I think it's pretty much 99% sure he's gone. No, I, I think he's gone, but people are acting like they don't care if he ever plays another game for us. I think one of the, yeah. we did have a question like, oh, do you think we saw the last game of Holland? It was like, no, because if he's healthy, we got 10 games left. You're saying like, even if he gets healthy, you don't want him on the field? Are you kidding yeah, me? That, that's, I, that's a little dramatic in my opinion, but. I think um, maybe it's good that it's like we're not quitting Holland cold turkey and we have this lead off, but like don't like rid him off completely like from the squad this season. Like we could definitely still need him and we like we need those goals like and to just know, yeah, I don't know. We desperately do need those goals and that's again it's going to be coming down to big decisions this summer because it's a lot of goals to replace and Malin doesn't really seem like the kind of person that's going to be producing those numbers, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. I just, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think he's going to go this summer. And, but yeah, I'm just like people who are like so like done with him already in that sense, mm-hmm. like it, it, how, how it seems. I know it's all Twitter and we, <laughs> every week it's like me complaining about people on Twitter. So sorry. Yeah. Uh, but hey, follow yeah. us at the BVB pod. Um, yeah. And that, that's the thing though, like this season, maybe if this season went differently, maybe if, if it's all, in hindsight or what, I don't know what the term is, what, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, we, maybe, maybe we would have had him for another year. If we weren't ridden with uh, injuries this entire season and actually played just half decent, I feel like honestly, it could have been a different story with Holland. I don't, I really think he was very much on the fence, even going into 2022, but as the injuries just did not get much better. And it just, we kind of just looked like a team that was just giving up in a lot of areas. I don't think that, really looked uh, too convincing for him to stay. Yeah. I mean, another note too, and I think why this season maybe, I mean, he's still been producing the numbers and it's just been him, his injuries that have kept him out and everything. But mm-hmm. I think something that's probably been tough on him too is like, who, who are his biggest like partners and like 
like on the field, him and Sancho linked up so many times. So Sancho's out and then he hasn't Ray, been able to Ray play with Reyna at all. So yeah. like, that's just a big, I think it just, it all like created this perfect storm. And I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I think uh, if Reyna would have had a little bit more field time too, I know Holland had a big uh, relationship with him on and off the field. So yeah, that probably also helped kind of seal the fate for him. Yeah. Um, do you want to do quick uh, predictions for Bielefeld? Bielefeld before yep. we go? That's what I was just pulling up to see, uh, get, okay. make sure the times were correct and everything. So, uh, yeah, we got uh, Bielefeld this Sunday. It is a potentially. Oh, potentially. Yeah. Who who knows? I And I've only seen like one tweet that said they were had an outbreak. There wasn't even a link or anything of COVID. So I don't know any more about that. And there's a chance that by the time this episode is out, because we're recording this Tuesday evening, there's a chance Wednesday yeah. when it's out that we'll know more. Maybe we'll know that's off. I don't know. Um, and if it, it does get canceled, it's not the worst thing um, for our injury list. Uh, but yeah, taking on Bielefeld Sunday and it's a home game, which is good. I feel like we've been playing decent on the road. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, did you say it was a road game? Or no, a it's home a home game? game, but I said, I oh. feel like we've been playing decent on the road. <laughs> yeah. And if I'm not wrong, I know the last like four or five matches of the season will be played under a, um, a full stadium too. So I, I wonder what the attendance is going to look like going into this one. Yeah. So Bielefeld sit in 15th this season, um, have only won two games this year uh, so far. And I know a handful of their attacking threats are injured, like Patrick Vimmer, um, young winger is arguably one of their biggest threats. Um, he's out till May. Uh, another uh, attacker of theirs, Okagawa is also injured till May. Um, and he's bagged a handful of goals for them this season. So it looks like a lot of their attacking threat is going to be missing this game, which, you know, again, I don't prey on any injuries, but um, that at least is going to help us for sure, considering our the state of our defense. Um, and there's the, what strikers they have left doesn't really or don't really produce much numbers. So I think this, and also with us having the, you know, two weeks off, I think this should be a win. I'm going to go 3 0. And especially since we're at home, um, I think Holland comes off the bench and nets one. It's going to be two nil, then Holland nets off uh, to get a third, and yeah, clean sheet. I like it. I'm going to go with two zero. Um, part of me, there's just so much mystery in like who we actually have now. So I'm, I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's all, it all seems like a mystery. So I'm a little. My, my usual is like, give us three goals. But I think, I think we'll, well, two zero. But I am confident that this this break and this time off is good for the team overall to kind of regroup and refocus and, and move on. Cause even, even with injuries, like we should, we should have the talent to, uh, to beat Bielefeld and a lot of other people. So yeah, two Oh again, uh, they play this Sunday. Women are playing Saturday. I think I didn't, I didn't look at the exact game. Um, when the women are playing, they are playing Sunday and it's oh, so. at, I think it's at three o'clock if I'm not wrong. Okay. Three, three o'clock German time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have not done the conversion right now, but uh, <laughs> wait, we'll, we'll post, we'll post the upcoming matches. Um, and then, Oh, this next Wednesday, I guess we'll, we'll record an episode between now and then, but next Wednesday is our makeup game against Mainz. Um, so just Correct. be aware that that is on the way. That's also when uh, the U19 play 
their next game against Atletico Madrid. Um, but hey, we'll link all the ne- next and upcoming matches in the description. We're also going to link, if you want to find out more about the uh, Dortmund women's team, we'll have a link for that if you follow Adam. Um, yeah, and make sure you, you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the BVB pod. You can reach out on email if you want to, the BVB pod at gmail.com. We're on YouTube. And of course, you can subscribe. And I'm going to throw this out there if you want to do us a favor and just give us a little rate and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. That would be great because then it, uh, I don't know, it looks good and it it makes us feel good. And no, it actually, it genuinely helps the podcast grow and get the name out there and more people. And if you have spent this whole like time hanging out with us and talking, even when there was not a game to talk about, we really appreciate it. And we know that other Dortmund supporters might appreciate it too. So appreciate it. And uh I said appreciate like 10 times. We really appreciate it. Well, we do appreciate it. We want you to give us two thumbs sideways. Give us a solid three out of five star. No, no, no give us a five star. <laughs> I don't want to look average. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what Dortmund are at this moment. So we have to really stick to our culture. You're and our ranking <laughs> us, not the team. We're Being not, average. We're not an official affiliate. So, yeah. Um, we're just two guys who like hanging out and talking about Dorman. So um, so that's the point of this podcast. So if you got friends who also like hanging out and talking about Dorman, tell them about us and we really appreciate it. My name's Jake. I'm getting out of here. Carver. My name's you. Carver. <laughs> See you See later. Ya. Bye.